Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on The Fan. Yeah, it is a final from Cleveland. The results are good. The results not so good for the Milwaukee Bucks. We will uh, continue to, if you want to jump in here and, and uh, I don't know, just, just relieve a little stress on the Milwaukee Bucks disappointment tonight, uh, we'd be happy to have you. Also, if you want to celebrate another Brewers victory with us, happy to have you as well. Tim Allen, Austin, Texas. And a Brewers 7-1 win, game one of this three-game weekend set against the Cleveland Indians and a good Indians baseball team. They came into this game at 24-13. and And obviously with the loss, just 10 games, I say just 10 games over 500, 24-14 for the Indians. But the Brewers, more importantly, they get the victory to get to 18-19. and And guys, just a, a bigger window here since being swept by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, they've rattled off seven of eleven. They're seven and four since that sweep in Pittsburgh. Now to tighten the window just a little bit more, as we are here, what September fourth, um, the Brewers have won five of their last seven games, five and two in their last seven games. And hey, hey, you, you got to kick and scratch and claw your way into victories. And uh, scrap, I think, was the the word used by counsel the other day. Thank you very much. I've been using that for a while. These guys are going to have to be scrappers, and they just scrap for a win any way you can get it. Now, we'll start out this uh, program with the Chevy MVB, brought to you by Chevy, the 2020 new Chevy Silver Silverado. You can check it out at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Corbin Burns, again, ladies and gentlemen. Will will the right Corbin Burns step up? And he is doing that this year. When you look at um, when you look at his his appearances now, eight appearances, five starts. He has a two thirty five earned run average. Five starts. That's no in this season. That's no, not really a small sample size anymore. That's getting up there with the big boys of seven or eight starts here. Corbin Burns has an ERA of 235. There's your Chevy MVB. Another sparkling performance from Corbin Burns tonight against a, like I said, a good Cleveland Indians ball club. He goes uh, six-plus innings of work tonight, just allows three hits, one run. That was unearned, a pair of walks, and seven strikeouts for Burnsy. Man, oh, man. Uh, Between him and Woody and Young and Good, and if those of you screaming to me for the last uh, how many years to get young pitching or to get pitching in general, that might be your one-two punch, guys. It might be. Let's get into our game recap. If you want to jump in here, uh, Bucks or Brewers, 414-799-1250. Brewers in the first inning off Carrasco, a uh, base hit by Ben Gamble. He had a big night tonight again, guys. Keston Hira then drew a walk, bases, uh, a couple of runners on base, and, uh, well, that didn't turn out very well. Strikeout to Yelich, strikeout to Jerko, strikeout to Vogelback. Maybe a turning point in this game? Let's hold off on that. Burns, a leadoff double in the bottom of the first, gets a pop-up. 
couple of ground balls to get out of that thing. Nicely done from Burnsy back in that first inning. Both teams, one, two, three in the second inning. Okay. Crew, leadoff walk in the third inning. Erased on a double play. Brewers off the board. But Corbin Burns matching Carrasco toe-to-toe through three. A couple of punch-outs in that third inning to the fourth inning no score. Brewers get on the board in the fourth inning with one out. Base hits by Jerko and Vogelback. And then a fly-out by Arcia. Jace Peterson then works a walk. And how about the baseball luck finally for the Brewers with an infield single? Here's Urias. And a slow bouncer. It's going to die in the infield grass. And the Brewers will take the lead. Thank you very much. Just put the the ball in play. Give yourself a chance, right? Yeah, off the bat of Luis Urias. And I'm with you, Rock. Highlight from Fox Sports Wisconsin. Get the ball in play. Good things happen. We've seen a lot of good things happen against the Brewers. Good things for the other team. But uh, right there, Luis Urias, uh, an infield single, gives the Brewers a one-zip lead. Shut down. Bottom of the fourth inning for Burnsy, pitching a beauty into the fifth inning. Leadoff base hit by Gamble in the top of the fifth. The race done a double play again. Burns in a one-zip game into some big trouble. In the bottom half of that fifth inning, walk, base hit, base hit, bases loaded, nobody out for the Cleveland Indians. Then he gets a huge strikeout for the first out and a ground ball to third. They force the runner at the plate. Nottingham then throws to first to try to complete the double play. It hits the base runner. I thought he was running inside the line and didn't give a clear path for a throw. I'm not sure it counts. I'm, I'm not sure Counts argued enough on that. Jim, Jerry Meals, by the way, behind the plate had had his issues. I will say that. Allowing the uh, tying run to score there on that play, then Burns with the ground ball to get out of it. Bases loaded, nobody out jam against the Cleveland Indians, and he gives up just the one run. That's an unearned run right there. Minimize the damage, just the one run, 1-1 to the sixth inning as uh, neither team scores in the sixth inning. Vogelback, however, with a base hit, two for three to that point. Burnsy and Carrasco going at it into the seventh. However, Carrasco's day is done after his six innings of one-run ball. Tied in the seventh inning. The Brewers on the board in the seventh inning. Lead-off walk by Urias. Strikeout to Nottingham. Haynes is ejected during that uh, Nottingham at-bat. Just a just a Horrible call on on a uh, inside pitch. They said he swung at it. Haynes is squawking. I heard uh, Craig Council uh, drop some bombs in there. <laughs> I mean, the audio is really good tonight, and uh, you got to listen <laughs> if you get a chance. Listen to that situation. Andy Haynes, the hitting coach, he was ejected at that point. Uh, ben Gamble then with a base hit, first and third. Him Benny's third hit. Keston Hira. How about this for the Brewers' second baseman? One down here in the seventh. And here swings at that first pitch, right field, back to the wall, off the wall. And the Brewers are going to take the lead. Urias scores. Wow. And Milwaukee out in front, 2-1, to one, as Keston Hira comes through. Yeah, good hustle by Keston here. I thought maybe he thought it was out of the ballpark, but he was on his horse the whole time, able to get into second base. Well, that's a big hit for Hira. Yeah, I'd love it. Uh, the audio really good. You heard the uh, Brewers dugout going crazy in there. Brewers lead 2-1 to one in the seventh inning. Second and third, just the one out. One in, 2-1. to one. Indians go to their bullpen at that point. Again, Yelich. And this is what happens when you get a baseball in play. Yelich pounds one into the ground, and it's misplayed. And the Brewers are going to score two runs, and Yelich on his way to second base. Uh, how about that? We've been talking about their defense all night, how good it has been. And it looked like Santana wanted to make a throw to home plate, just forgot about catching the baseball. Two runs in. Maybe an RBI for Christian, only one RBI, then an E3. Our Badger Mutual Insurance run of the game. Yeah, he was trying to go home. And by the time the tribe or the Indians grab the baseball, two runs are in. 
And good base running out at second base by Keston here to score. He never slowed down. And it goes down officially as an error, but we'll take it four to one. Yelly ends up on second base right there. They intentionally walk Jerko and then Brawny to pinch hit for Vogelback. This is why Craig Council, we need to trust him a little bit. Vogelback is two for three at this point. Then he goes to Ryan Braun to pinch hit and Brawny comes through. Two balls and two strikes to the Brewers pinch hitter, Ryan Braun. And right up the middle, base hit. Here comes Yelich. And Milwaukee has another one in. It's 5-1 to one as Braun comes through with the pinch hit RBI single. Boy, he loves the lefties, doesn't he? had a breaking ball up in the zone, and he pounds it right back into center field. Kind of a hanger up in the zone, out away from him. That is just... In the sweet spot for Ryan Braun, and Christian Yelich able to come around to score. Makes it 5-1 to one in that seventh inning. Four runs in the inning. Uh, they bat around in that frame. Three hits, a walk, an error, an ejection. 5-1 to one into the bottom of the seventh. Burns coming back out for the seventh, but he walks the leadoff man on four pitches. Council has seen enough. Brent Suter summoned from the bullpen who goes three up, three down, and his three men faced a couple of punch-outs there. Burnsy, six-plus. Again, three hits, one unearned run, a pair of walks, and seven strikeouts. Remains 5-1 to one into the eighth inning and some insurance. That's what we're talking about, offense. Lead-off base hit by Urias. He was cut down on a single by Nottingham as the batted ball hit him. Uh, Urias, that is. One out later, how about Keston? Have a night. Here's the 3-0. And here up to left field, way back and gone. Keston Hira, a two-run home run. And Milwaukee extends their lead. Tenth home run of the season for Keston Hira. Well, how about that quick bat on a fastball in? Goodness. Boy, he's got a quick bat. That fastball in. It was down a little bit. He's able to get to it. Check it out. That was maybe a little bit in off the plate, down in the zone, and see you later. A bomb to left. Keston takes over the team lead in home runs with number 10 right there. Knocks in three on the night. And there's your final as Brent Suter would pitch a scoreless eighth. Alex Claudio a scoreless ninth. And the Brewers win game one of this three-game set. And their fifth game in their last seven, 414-799-1250 if you want to talk about the Brewers' victory. Or the Bucks' loss, I'll, I'll take that too because that's, that's just not a good thing. I'm not sure why, uh, just one thing before I bring in Jason here, uh, I'm, I'm not uh, sure why I'm not hearing just more emotion whenever I hear a Milwaukee Bucks player or coach speak. I know that they control their emotions a, a lot better than I do. And I've always admired that, uh, certainly uh, around the baseball players that I've dealt with over the you know 15 years or so. But, man, at some point, I mean, don't you just kind of lose your cool a little bit? Or don't you just kind of sound like you care? I, they got to care, though, right? I don't know. 414-799-1250. Jason, you're on the fan. What's happening? Yeah, I got to start with Bucks to me. I, you know, to me, I, I just can't, I don't understand why nobody in the team can't say that 13 points scored in the fourth quarter is absolutely unacceptable. If we're going to be a championship team, we cannot score 13 points. And the other thing is, is for Giannis to have so much control of the way that Sparky's saying, you, you as a general manager have to say, like, you know, Jonas, I appreciate your suggestions, but we need to win a championship. And if it's and if Chris Milton or Eric Bledsoe are not part of a championship team, you as a general manager have to make that call. Okay? That if it's – if you got to trade those guys to get a Chris Ball in here or whatever, yep. I mean, yep. you, you – you, and, and Giannis seems to be someone that likes to be liked. I never hear him call out teammates. I never hear him call out, you know, even the team as a whole. And a leader has to be able to say, you know, that to call out first himself and then everybody else. 
Yeah, I was watching this game, Jason. I, I, I get your point. Yeah, no, and and you can move the chess pieces around the board. It's okay. And I think good franchises, good organizations are not afraid to pull the trigger on transactions. I mean, that's the main thing. They, they can't be afraid to do that. But I just, I don't know if, if, if this, it just feels weird to me, doesn't it? I know it's a weird and sideways and funky and crazy and, and all the other uh, definitions put, put on these seasons, both Brewers and Bucks. But since you're there anyway, you might as well play your ass off. It just doesn't sound right to me with the Bucks situation. It really doesn't. I don't know. That's that's just me though. Uh Mike, I'll get you in here before the break. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. What's up, Mike? Sam just sent her, finished her off the trifecta today. Welcome <laughs> okay. to the party. Justin Hero, all star. All day all star. Every time the now this is gonna be weird to you. You probably didn't realize. The Brewers won Monday. They won Wednesday. They won today. The Bucks lost. If the Brewers play early Sunday and they win, the season's over for the Bucks. No, this <laughs> okay. is going to blow your. It, now the Bucks question. It's going to blow your mind. Well, watching that Bucks game when you're young, going to the bars, and you Saturday night and you show up and it's all dudes. There's no women. That was the Bucks game. Now. This is the scenario I hear. Everybody, I heard a guy say trade Giannis. If the Pelicans called, I don't know the general manager's name, and said, we will trade Zion, is it Zion Williams? Yep. And a player on our team, point guard, the coach, whatever you want, or a second-round pick. Do you think the Bucks would do it? And I know what you're going to say. No. But think about this. The Supermax, there's no Supermax on Zion. You think anything like that could happen? That would be one hell of a bold move. Would that make news or what? Uh, Oh, for for sure sure it would. I'll hang up. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, thank Mike, you seem like a good dude, man. I got to say. No, I wouldn't do it either. You, you're going to build around Giannis, and that's what you got to do. And if these pieces aren't working, then you got to just keep moving the pieces around a little bit. That's just what you're going to have to do. I mean, if it's not working, what do you think the Brewers are doing right now? Look at the, look at the, look at the veterans they brought in. You could say that that's an indictment on their decision-making. I, You know, we can debate that all day long. I'm just telling you that they're making adjustments in a very squeezed, uh, shrunken season. A lot quicker decisions are being made. Logan Morrison, gone. Brock Holt, ain't working, dude. Justin Grimm, gotta go. Latest, Justin Smoke, uh uh-uh. And if it's Dan Vogelback that doesn't hit, which he was two for three tonight, um, he'll be launched too. Uh, I will say this, so I'm I'm watching, uh, keeping an eye on the Brewer game, That, that is my job. Uh, so I'm taking a peek at my phone every yeah, few minutes, just making sure I stay up on the Bucks game a little bit. Because I, I'm a fan, number one, but number two, yeah, just so I know what's happening. Uh, Austin, I'll bring you in here before the break. What happened? I mean, because early in the fourth, they were like 9, 10, 11 points up, and I'm like, oh, cool. So they're right in the ship here. They'll get back in this thing. It's 2-1. to one. And then it was the last time I checked it was ninety nine ninety eight, and the final was one fifteen one hundred. So you're gonna tell me they were outscored seventeen to one on the way out? Is that's unofficial, but something like that? Is that right? Yep, that sounds correct. They scored thirteen points in the fourth quarter. Their offense just went completely stagnant. Turned the ball over. Couldn't hit wide open shots. And Miami started to get hot. Jimmy Butler had, I think, 17 fourth-quarter points. And then, then it got to be like, uh, you know, 104 to 100. And I'm like, yeah, they're still they're fine. They'll, they'll find a way to get this win. And that's 107-100. Then it was 109. And now I just gave up. Now that game's over. 115-100? Um, 
Yep, they let that one slip away. Um, that one's still still eating at me, Tim. Yeah, my money's slipping away too. I think a lot of people's are. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, saving grace here is that in Milwaukee, at least the Brewers are starting to get things together a little bit. It uh, it's not going to look pretty. It it won't. But a win's a win, and you're going to have to you're going to have to have it. You got a little help. Got a little luck tonight. An infield single for an RBI. Are you kidding me? That that happened not against the Brewers. It happened for the Brewers. A two-run error off the bat of Christian Yelich. That allowed a couple of runs in. There's a little luck that goes on in every baseball game, says manager Craig Council. So they get the win tonight, 7-1 the final. They have uh, won five of their last seven. It's the Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen after Brewers over the Indians. We'll be back on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game. On the fan, it's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. Yeah, the Brewers get the win. Game one of a three-game set in Cleveland. And uh, we'll get to Keston here in just a second. Craig Council on the way as well. Offense uh, starting to do better, I would say, that everyone could agree that they're winning baseball games. And again, Craig Council says you have to scrap for some victories. Well, they're doing that. They won 7 of 11 and 5 of their last 7. So one day at a time, day by day, that's the way you take it. Uh, Before we get to Keston Hira, this uh, over email live at 1057fmthefan.com. This one from Billy said, now that the games are over tonight, I'm done with the Bucks because it seems like nobody cares. Now I can focus on the Brewers. Well, there you go, Billy. Uh, he went on to say that he's headed down uh, 94 after these games, so he's probably in transit right now uh, down 94 to go visit some friends down in Illinois. Make sure you quarantine, too. They got some funky rules down there. Uh, Keston Hira had a night tonight, a couple of hits, a, an RBI double, a two-run shot, his 10th on the season. Here's Keston after the Brewers win. Keston, can you tell us about some of the work you've done recently uh, to sort of start to get your timing where uh, you want it to be? Because it looks like you're just – there's a lot more loud contact. The homers are coming. Um, just what have you done to kind of get to where you, you are right now? Yeah, I think it's um, you know a big thing right now for me is you know, trying to – be more upright. Um, I think at times I was kind of leaning over the plate, which kind of changed the, the pitch perspective. And then, you know, that follows to pitch selection. Um, and then everything else kind of just follows after that. So uh, I think a little bit, being a little bit more upright, um, you know, not trying to, to load too much where I'm uh, getting late to the ball, you know, more of a, a shorter load, more direct, um, and kind of staying a little bit open uh, at the plate. So. Uh, I think, you know, I, I've been working on that with Haynes, and um, yeah, it's been feeling really good, um, you know, in the cages, on the field, and, and whatnot. Did Haynes fire you guys up today? <laughs> oh, he always fires us up. Uh, f- fires us up. Um, now he, he's so passionate about his job and this team and, uh, you know, the players that uh, you can totally tell you completely invest in all of us. And uh, to get that from him, you know, even on a, a check swing that, um, you know, middle, early in the game, uh, it definitely fires you up. Um, definitely wants to, um, you know, makes you go, make you go to battle for him, and and you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we're able to get that win for him, and we did. But then he missed the best part of the game. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm quite sure he's watching. He's probably fired up, screaming at the TV inside. Keston, just with those adjustments that you've been making, how close do you feel that you are to where you want to be in terms of being locked in when you're at your best? Uh, I would say pretty close. Obviously, um, you know, there's still lots of work on uh, you know, getting more uh, on time, um, getting that foot down a little bit earlier. Uh, you know, pitch selection still, uh, you know, a big, big thing that you know I'm trying to battle uh, with daily and um, just being consistent at the plate. So just being able to do that, all that. Uh, piece it all together and, um, you know, just build it off day by day. 
how impressed have you been with what Corbin has given you guys the last couple of starts and his consistency? Oh, I, I've been on him since before season even started. Um, you know, I was lucky to be with him in Arizona. Uh, you know, he was throwing live at bats to us, and I don't think anyone got a hit off of him. Um, you know, he, it was just one of those uh, batter, uh, pitchers that you just never feel comfortable on the plate uh, or in the box. Um, you know, he has either 95 to 97 going into you or uh, 93 going away from you. And it's just, it's not a comfortable at bat. Um, you know, I'm lucky that we were able to face him um, you know, early on and kind of get you going a little bit. Uh, but I mean, I think other than what the first batter of the game, I don't even know if anyone got a barrel after that. So uh, he did a great, tremendous job tonight. And um, you know, he, every time he's on the mound, uh, you know, it's, it's something you want to tune into and um, you know, see what he can do. Kesson, just in the bigger picture, as a team, you feel like um, the, the offense, you feel better about it over the past week? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the, the matter of um, you know, getting those timely hits, um, you know, in big at-bats and big um, spots where, you know, runners are on base, um, whether it's moving them over, um, getting your job done, uh, I think we've been able to do that a, lot, a little bit better than um, in the beginning of the season. So, um, you know, I, with this, you know, September, you know, Having a few more off days, I think it'll help um, you know the bats uh, and the bodies get a little bit more fresh and um, again time for you know September. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind post game show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on the fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power on the web at liuna113.org. You know, I was thinking about this today here with 23 games remaining here in the 2020 championship season. It just, it just like the summertime is a blur, isn't it? This might be, just buckle in, a really perceptually long winter. <laughs> Man, but uh, so enjoy it while we can, and I certainly am doing that. Uh, Brewers did tonight, 7-1 the final. Check out the numbers here. Ben Gamble goes three for five with a run scored. Keston Hira, you just heard from him. Two for four, a, a pair of runs scored, three RBIs and a walk. Christian Yelich goes 0 for four, one run scored, uh, a walk and a couple of strikeouts. Jed Jerko in the game. One for three with a run scored and a walk. Look at the walks. Vogelback. Two for three in his Brewers debut. We'll take that. Orlando Arcia goes 0 for 5. Jace Peterson 0 for 2 with a walk. Urias, 2 for 3. One run scored with an RBI and a walk. Jacob Nottingham goes 1 for 3 with a run scored and a walk. Tyrone Taylor 0 for 1. Ryan Braun 1 for 2. Big pinch hit, RBI base hit in that seventh inning. Uh, Mark Mathias goes 0 for 2. Uh, pitching lines tonight, Corbin Burns, outstanding again. Six-plus innings of work, three hits, one run. It was unearned. pair of walks and seven strikeouts. Brent Suter, a couple of scoreless innings, one hit, no runs, no walks, and two strikeouts. Alex Claudio, one inning and zeros across the board. Brewers get seven runs on 12 hits with an error. Uh, Cleveland just one run. On four hits, one error. The win goes to Corbin Burns, 2-0, and and a 2.35. Maton gets the loss, but a 2.35 earned run average for Corbin Burns. Brewers 18-19, and starting to put things together a little bit here. Uh, in the month of September, they win this one, and they go uh, 23 games left. And uh, coming into today, four and a half back of front-running Chicago. Keep in mind, you know, you've got these two games left over the weekend in Cleveland, a couple of games in Detroit against the Tigers. And then it's a, the last homestand of the year, which is going to feature the first eight games in six days against the Chicago Cubs and St. Louis Cardinals. And not to overlook the next four games on this road trip, well, it's going to be interesting here and, and every game. Guys, you, you heard tonight, those of you that followed the game real close, whether it was on TV or radio, you heard the difference in the dugout here. I think the Brewers know that the pressure's on them right now. It's every situation. It's every inning. It's every pitching change. It's a pinch hit appearance. It's coming up with a two-strike, two-out base hit to knock in a run. It's huge right now. We've got, uh, we've got a playoff chase going on here, and, and those are the facts here. Bucks lose tonight 115-100. Brewers win tonight 7-1 the final. 
It is the Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen, and we'll hear from Craig Council next. I heard him say a naughty word tonight in that dugout, and I knew it was him. You'd recognize his voice. <laughs> I wish I could play, play you the highlight. The evil side of me would be entertained by that, but uh, I don't think my bosses would be. 7-1 the final. Counts next here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on The Fan. You were probably focused a little bit more on the Milwaukee Bucks game. I understand that. 115-100 game three Eastern Conference semifinal loss. And uh, they're, they're, yeah, their backs are against the wall now. Uh, well, you know, strange things can happen. They're setting themselves up to make history. I guess you could you could look at it that way for sure. Turning point in a Brewers 7-1 victory. How about the uh, four-run seventh inning to break a 1-1 tie? They get a little help along the way, but that was a, a huge turning point after Burns uh, held up his end of the bargain going six-plus innings of work, allowing just one unearned run. That shouldn't have been uh, an unearned run. I think that was just a bad call, but nonetheless – Turning point with Great Lakes Dragway, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway. Check out track rental and event details at greatlakesdragway.com. And that uh, four-run seventh inning, big-time turning point in a Brewers victory. Craig Council after the win. Craig, we've seen uh, Keston in the last couple of weeks sort of just kind of slowly start getting his hits. Uh, and and now maybe doing a little more damage with some of the hits. Like, what are you seeing? Do you think he's getting back to where he needs to be? I mean, I think, I think there's been a little bit of a change, uh, probably like middle of the homestand started to happen. I thought, um, so he's, yeah, I mean, I think he's swinging the bat good, just, uh, just a small thing that he's doing a little better job of. And, um, I, it, what it amounts to is just not missing some pitches he gets to hit. Just what Burt Corbin had working for him tonight and just how vital has he been just over the course of the season, just being steady pretty much every time out there so far? Yeah, I mean, I thought he was, he was really good again tonight. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's got it. He's, he's into a, just a nice mix of pitches and has confidence in what he's doing. And, um, you know, most importantly, probably just making the hitter defend defend enough enough that uh, with the when you combine that with his block his plus velocity that um he's just making it really tough on guys so um he's in a good spot and he's been and i agree with you he's been very consistent probably is the best trade of it it's um you know two in a row where he's been really outstanding and um just in this probably what's changed a little bit he's done a little better last two starts just in the strike zone a little bit more um, some walks had hurt him earlier, um, but he's been in the strike zone the last two starts, and that's the difference. How much of a stabilizing force has he been, Craig, for the rotation since he's gotten back in there? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think our rotation overall has been been a, been a productive part of our team. So, um, you know, I, the rotation is a kind of a unit, and, and they all they, they they work together and. Um, delivering innings um, is important, um, but Corbin's been solid. I mean, he's been really, really solid. He's, his numbers are, you know, look look really nice. Um, he's just been solid, and that's um, and that's impressive. I mean, he had a rough season last year, and how he's bounced back and taken the challenge of it, and how Chris Hook and himself have come up with uh, this this plan of who he's going to be. Um, you know, I'm really happy for that, that, that partnership. Those guys have worked together for years, really. And, um, uh, you know, one thing Chris was very adamant about in the winter was that, that Corbin is going to be a, a guy for us and he, he's going to get it right. Um, and Corbin's delivered that. Craig, on that play where the, you, you feel like their runner was in, inside the line, um, did you go back and did you have to even go back and see it? You think you just missed that? 
Well, I would tell you one thing that's changed about, you know, I don't get to see much of the, I don't see much of what happens anymore because the video room is locked. So, so our access to video is, is so much more limited. And so I'm, I'm not, when I walk in here every night, I haven't seen plays that have happened. Um, it almost feels like kind of the NBA, how you heard the Bucks talk about the, the end of the game, game two. Like I, I, I have to go back and look at the plays because I haven't seen them. And our players a lot of times haven't seen them. So we have to go back and kind of look at that. Um, so I, I can't tell you where he was at. I just know that, um, you know, the, the way that play happened, there's a good chance that a right-handed hitter is running on the grass when that happens. And, and it's, unfortunately, the umpire has to really call, he has to call it right away. It, it, my argument out there is often going to be futile if they haven't called it when it happens. And it's going to be very difficult for me to change their mind. Um, but it's what causes, it's what makes the throw really difficult for Jacob is that if a guy's on the grass right there, he's got no place to go. The first baseman can only stretch so far and, the, and he's got no place to go with the throw. What did all of the late runs in the seventh and eighth do to just get by with the two relievers with, with Brent and with Alex and how that sets you up for the rest of the weekend? But it's, it's really important. Um, as, as just, as kind of how we're just sitting as a team, um, you know, the off days here, we got, we have off days and we're using those, we're going to use those to our advantage. Um, and we had an off day yesterday and, and didn't have to use those guys. So we're, we're, we're in really good shape. Um, and it's because we got a, it's because we got a really well pitched game and the offense delivered some runs. So we're, we're in good shape, um, going in the last two games and kind of feel like we're loaded. We got, I think Brent will be available, you know, definitely on Sunday with, with the low pitch count. Um, and so we're, we're in good shape. Couldn't win any better from a pitching perspective. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on the fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to genewagnerplumbing.com. You know, it is sort of splitting hairs here on that play. You just heard Craig Council talking about that play, the unearned run that was given up the Error was on Jacob Nottingham on the throw. You know, a couple of things on that that play. I, I think he was a little inside the, the base pass. But I think he was too close to first base for an umpire to give him that call. I mean, if, that, if, if the base runner is, you know, six or eight feet away from first base on his way there, I think they get that call. Um, and I think, you know, Nottingham probably learned something a little bit. Um, you know, the first baseman's got to come way inside, give him a big target. Uh, Nottingham's got to go way inside, even if it's a, a hop step in to make sure you have a clear path. But, I mean, the key here is that uh, DeShields Jr. was was too close to the bag to get that call. Uh, I'm not going to call that the are-you-kidding-me moment with Gene Wagner plumbing. I think there's, there's two of them. One would be uh, Ryan Braun. Now, here's where, Craig Council, you say, well, play the hot hand. Play the hot hand. you got to make changes. They are making changes. We all understand that. Uh, you know, another example of that was Justin Smoke uh, DFA'd. But you, you just you got to trust Craig Council at times, and sometimes it's difficult to do that. Uh, you have Vogelback, who is uh, two for three in the game, and simply because it was a righty-lefty situation, then Ryan Braun, by the way, he can play a little bit, um, had two ABs a- today. But uh, Council lifts the two-for-three guy, the hot hand, to go to Ryan Braun, and what do we know? It's an RBI base hit. <laughs> I mean, uh, it just continues to prove you wrong, you know, and in a good way, in a, in a really good way. I love uh, debating that. So that's one are-you-kidding-me moment with Gene Wagner plumbing. The other, I can say this, is the uh, outcome of the Milwaukee Bucks Miami Heat game. That is just, are you kidding me? After all of this, after the, the, the best record in the NBA, home field throughout, oh, home court throughout, that doesn't matter anymore, now does it? 
Um, that's really an are you kidding me moment as well with Gene Wagner Plumbing, a company you can trust, GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. And, uh, yeah, that's that's tough. All right, we'll take a break. You want to squeeze in here, I'll make room for you. 414-799-1250. The good news, however, after that Bucks uh, debacle here in Game 3, good news, the Brewers picked them up a little bit. A 7-1 to win over a good Cleveland Indian squad. Uh, their record with the loss is still 24-14. and Brewers 18-19. and They get game one, one game at a time, guys. Starting to play better baseball, 7 of 11. They've won five of their last seven. We'll be back here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the current electric spark of the game during today's game on The Fan. Go to callcurrent.com for your superhero electricians. 7-1, the final. Brewers get the victory in game one of this three-game set and 23 games left. Brewers have battled their way back to one under 500. we We're going to check the scoreboard uh, to see where they sit in the standings here after today's play, but just 23 games left. Now, there are a couple of... Uh, off days here that uh, will allow the Brewers and Craig Council to kind of line up the pitchers the way they want them. Uh, the rest of the weekend, Woodruff uh, going tomorrow, and then uh, Brett Anderson will be on the hill on Sunday's uh, series finale. But just 23 left, and, and, and that means, guys, that just every game, every single game is huge, every situation. Um, you know, they've, they've done a nice job in the last couple of years in the months of September of uh, 18 and 19. So hopefully that trend will continue. Spark of the game with Current Electric, your electrician superheroes at callcurrent.com. Uh, let's see here. Spark of the game could be Keston Hira, two for four with a walk, a couple of runs scored, and three RBIs, his 10th home run. I'm going to call that the, the uh, spark of the game. He is the spark of the game with Current Electric. Uh, starting to heat up a little bit. You heard Keston just a uh, short time ago talk about some adjustments he made, and you know that's the that's the whole key. Is you know the league is going to adjust to him a little bit, and he's going to have to adjust back. He hasn't even played a full season in the big leagues yet. It just seems like he's been here forever, doesn't it? Eighty-four games last year, and now we're what thirty-six, thirty-seven games in here this year. I mean, that's that's it. That's not even a full season. I mean, I can't imagine what uh, Keston Hira is going to be. Uh, as I, I stated the other day, you know, two, three years down the line. You might have a big-time superstar here in Milwaukee. And his name isn't Christian Yelich. Well, his name is Christian Yelich. But there would be another one in a Brewers uniform. And it could be Keston Hira offensively. He's got... He's got everything going for him offensively. Now, before the game, I don't know if you guys uh, caught this piece of information that with the exit of Justin Smoke, well, who's going to cover first base? Uh, predominantly, that's going to be Jed Jerko. And Vogelbach has been, um, you know, said, council said that he's going to mainly get his ABs in the DH spot. Um, but then who is going to play a little first base? Uh, he added that Mark Mathias was going to play some first base, and he did tonight, by the way. And then Keston Hira will get some time at first base. Now, a lot of people have been asking us and asking me about, uh, you know, they need a corner uh, infield guy to, for the future. They just do. Well, maybe they've got him already. I mean, th this this thing about uh, you, you have to be a tall guy to play first base, I don't know how, how valid that is. I'm sure it helps. There's no question it helps a little bit, but – uh, Keston Hira maybe maybe even a little bit better at first base than he would be at second base. You know his uh, issues defensively, 16 errors in those 84 games last year. So you might just have something there uh, first base-wise uh, in Keston Hira. Now, Ryan Braun, there's, there's another deal. We heard last couple of years. Ryan Braun's going to take – he's been taking some reps at first base and taking ground balls and <laughs> – when was the last time he actually played the position? 
now with the ailing back, I'm, I'm assuming that that's the uh, latest injury is uh, his back. I, I don't think that's well-suited for a first baseman, but nonetheless, he got in there today. Craig Council said before the game that you know, he's, he's probably going to be ready to go by tomorrow or Sunday or soon. Uh, he needs to play. He's got to play. I, I don't care how how bad you're hurting here down the stretch. You're going to have to play baseball, Ryan Braun. You saw it tonight. A couple of at-bats for Ryan Braun and an RBI single in a pinch hit appearance in his first A-B. On the pitching front, uh, Corbin Burns. You wonder, uh, sometimes the, the shutdown and the pandemic did affect players uh, adversely. Uh, Christian Yelich would be one of them. You know, offensively, just cannot get on track. 0 for 4 tonight. Um, but in another way, Corbin Burns may have been helped by it in a weird way. It just was a little less pressure. Uh, and he went through a lot during the off season. That's pretty well documented, but man, he is putting together so- something else of a season here, a two thirty-five ERA after uh, his performance tonight, another six inning performance, six plus, uh, plus tonight. He did walk the leadoff man in the seventh. So you get a starter that's heading into the seventh inning and he's only allowed the one run. That was unearned. Let's hear from Corbin Burns after this one. Just another really good outing for you. What was working for you tonight? Just how satisfying has this whole season been for you so far, just the way you've kind of bounced back from last year? Yeah, um, you know, tonight was pretty good. We, we were able to mix it up on these guys quite a bit. Um, you, know, you, get, you got a lot of professional hitters in this lineup, a lot of good hitters. Um, so we had a pretty good game plan coming in, and um, you know, we – had to, had to divert some things a little bit uh, based off some swings, but um, Nadia did a great job back there of, of uh, calling the game, and we were able to you know, keep him off balance and get some weak contact. Corbin, that's back-to-back starts where Jacob has caught you. Is Do you guys just have a good good rhythm going right now or, or just a good relationship in terms of how you guys are communicating and game planning? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, obviously right now we have a good rhythm going, but um, – you know, I've, I've found Donati dating back to, you know, 2017 now. So he's, he's caught me more than probably any catcher that is, you know, we have in our system. Um, so, you know, just the, the, the comfortability there, I mean, he knows what all the pitchers are doing. Um, even with the new stuff this year, he caught me a lot in spring training and also in summer camps. So he just knows everything works. And, um, you know, he knows the little, you know, the, the little nuances of, you know, what it takes to get me back online when I, when I uh, seem to get a little wild. Hey, Corbin, when they get the first three guys on in that fifth, what, what do you sort of tell yourself on the mound there? Um, yeah, you just, just got to bear down and make some pitches. Um, you know, there's usually one or two innings every game that you have to go out and you, you need to execute, you know, six, seven good pitches. And, um, you know, that happened to be the inning for me. Um, you know, got, um, got, you know, threw three good pitches there to head just to get the, get the punch out and then had a good ground ball to, um, to the shields and then, uh, was able to, to get out of it with Hernandez after that. But, um, yeah, that was, that was probably the, the inning that kind of separated that outing of, you know, could it go good or bad and be able to, uh, to bear down and get out of it. Corbin, you, a, lot of, uh, a lot of ground ball outs for you, especially early tonight. How helpful was that? Yeah, so, I mean, this lineup is very patient outside of a couple guys. Um, so we know we were going to have to be in the zone early. Um, and I think their game plan against me was to come out swinging early. So, um, you know, sinker was really good tonight. Cutter was really good and was able to uh, to do some quality pitch there at the bottom zone and get some early ground outs. Corbin, you've seen Keston Hira for a number of years now. Um, and he's been kind of slowly getting his hits. Like, he's just been coming around a little bit. Um I don't know what, how important do you think he could be to get the offense moving a little bit more if he if he continues to do that? Yeah, I mean he would definitely be a great spark to the lineup um, just to kind of get everyone going. Um, you know we're we're seeing it in spurts a little bit now with with uh, with our guys that you know some days some days it's there and some days we start to to lack a little bit. But um, you know I think everyone's going to you know it's about that time that everyone starts you know swinging the bat. It's good to see Keston swinging it. Um, Yelly's taking some good swings up there. Um, just. Just having those guys constantly in the lineup makes it uh, makes it a pretty scary lineup to face. Yeah, there is Corbin Burns after the performance tonight. So it's uh, interesting to hear Corbin Burns there, kind of a chill delivery after the game and off the air. And I've interviewed him a number of times. Just a good dude, but you see him, you know, in game in the zone, if you will. Dude is a competitor, that's for sure. Hey, uh, before the break here, uh, Trevor Bauer tweeted this out. Austin, you can you can read that tweet from Trevor Bauer, and it had something to do with the Brewers. 
Yeah, just give me one second here, Tim. Yeah, gra uh, grab that thing. You. I thought it was really interesting. It involves, um, well, Trevor Bauer. He's he's uh, never at a loss for words on social media, that's right. for sure. I got it here for you. Lessons to be learned today. Apparently, if you homer off me, you get DFA'd shortly thereafter. First, it's what, uh, first it was what's-his-name with the Brewers. Now it's smoke. Dang. For all the hitters out there, hashtag protect yourself and hashtag save your job. Don't homer me. <laughs> now, that is funny. I'm Why the what's-his-name? I'm assuming he's talking about Logan Morrison. It had to have been Morrison. So, I, I mean, maybe there's some history there. And he I just doesn't want to kick out of it. Yeah, he doesn't want to mention his name, but that is that is interesting. That's one of the moves the Brewers made since the uh, game on Wednesday. Uh, Corey Knable, some news on him after the break here that is uh, pretty encouraging. Uh, Dan Vogelbach uh, was picked up. Justin Smoke DFA'd. Uh, Justin Topa and Phil Bickford have exited. Jed Jerko back from bereavement and Brandon Woodruff back from paternity we'll have all that for you next check out are the brewers in third or maybe they wiggled their way into second place in the central we'll take a look at uh, the nl central scoreboard and any major news around the league baby shade and blind post game show after a brewers 7-1 victory we'll be back on the fan It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on the fan. Well, we know about this one. Game one of a three-game set. Brewers in Cleveland at Progressive as uh, they get the 7-1 win. Corbin Burns, six-plus innings of work. Brent Suter, a couple of scoreless innings. And uh, Alex Claudio with one rack as well. Uh, Burns, he just gives up the one run. That was unearned, so hats off to the Brewers pitchers. Just four hits allowed to that Cleveland offense. Brewers with the victory, 18-19. and 19, And uh, we'll bring in Austin, Texas here as uh, we'll check the scoreboard and some uh, interesting comments from Rob Manfred. But uh, Brewers have found themselves uh, with this victory, what, in second place now? They are in the second place now, Tim. Nice, nice, nice. Give you that nice. updated standings here in a minute. But first, we'll start off in Pittsburgh, uh, where the Reds and the Pirates uh, had a doubleheader today. In game one of the, the two games today, Luis Castillo picks up the victory. First, first on, first the, on season. the season. Yeah, one in five okay. on the year after an all-star year last year. Uh, not a great start to the season this year. Uh, the Reds would take game one, four to two. Castillo gets his first win. Brault took his second loss on the season. And Iglesias took... Uh, got the save, I'm sorry, his fifth of the year. Uh, game two, the Pirates would get their their revenge. They would take down the Reds 4-3 to three in game two. Okay. Howard with the win. He's now 2-1. and one. Bauer took another loss. Um, our guy that we were just talking okay, about. Okay, so he's coming back down to earth yep, a little bit. Yep, he's come bit. back down to earth. He's now 3-3, three and three, and Ronnie Rodriguez would pick up his save, his third on the year. Uh, and then we head to Chicago, uh, where the Cardinals and the Cubs took place. Or uh, battled today. Obviously, we don't want to see yet either of them win, but someone's got to. And today it was the Cubs. They won four to one. Darvish picked up his seventh win. He's Man, now seven Darvish. and one. Yeah, Larity falls to two and one. He's going back to what he was a few years ago. Dude's good. I yeah, mean, he's, he, uh, he's legit good. Yeah, tonight he went seven innings pitch, one earned run with eleven Ks. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. Uh, I was just seeing a piece. Uh, I think on ESPN, uh, what made him get back to superstar and ace status? So there was a, a lot talked about uh, Darvish being uh, some some money that was wasted in Chicago. It doesn't look like that now. Nope. And then uh, our guy Jeremy Jeffress picked up his fifth save of the year for the Cubs in that one. Uh, now we'll head to the standings. The Cubs still sit in first place at 23-15. and 15. They are four and a half games ahead of the Milwaukee Brewers, who are now tied for second with the Cardinals. Brewers 18 and 19, Cardinals now 14 and 15. They're also four and a half back. The Reds sit in fourth place at 17 and 22, six and a half back, and the Pirates in the basement at 12 and 25, 10 and a half back. Yeah, the just a little inventory on the schedule here as as uh, we're starting to get down to it here. 23 games left, a little over three weeks left in the regular season. Uh, they will finish up the weekend in Cleveland, an off day on Monday for the crew, then a quick two-game set in Detroit against the Tigers on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, then another off day on Thursday. 
So you you do want to finish these games up. That's a great start to these five games. I mean, if you can come out of this three and two or, I mean, hey, imagine the best. I mean, a four and one mark uh, through these five games. That, that, that would be huge. But one game at a time for sure. I will say this, that uh, there is the next homestand that is approaching, and, and that is is key and uh, somewhat significant, obviously, because you've got three games against the Chicago Cubs, Austin, and then you've got five games in three days, two double headers uh, against the St. Louis Cardinals, and that is the the, the throwdown sort of eight game uh, march right there. And and they're going to be at Miller Park, but nonetheless, it's it's eight games in the six days is what you've got there, and. Well, it's uh, double headers. You never know. I mean, yeah, you do get one extra uh, player added to the roster for those particular days, but uh, that's coming up soon. But uh, first, day by day, and they'll go back at it tomorrow, game two uh, against the Indians. More on that in a second. Um, Rob Manfred uh, sort of, I don't know if he's justifying his existence at all or if he's just saying, um, you know, I – I want to let you guys know where I'm at here. But he had some interesting quotes, Austin. Yeah, he did. So he's been taking a lot of heat for all the changes and everything going on with the Astros this past offseason. So he's been taking a lot of heat for that. So he answered back at all of his critics by saying, I think it's the discussion of change. Their logic, I believe, is he wants to change it. Therefore, he doesn't love it. My logic is I love it. It needs to be consummate with today's society in order for people to continue to love it. And therefore, I'm willing to take whatever criticism comes along the way in an effort to make sure that the game is something Americans will continue to celebrate. Yeah, and and that's the final couple of lines there that that really I agree with. I agree with that. Now, you'll have to ask me what changes I agree or disagree with. But just in a general term there – yeah, I mean, you're, it's always shifting on the fly. These games change, guys. Who'd have thought we'd be going to replay, you know, in, in baseball? I mean, no, nobody ever thought that. I mean, the, the expanded playoffs, are you kidding me? I mean, back, uh, back in the day, there were only four divisions in baseball. You know, back uh, way back when, you, you, you didn't have uh, as many rounds. You didn't have as many playoff teams. I mean, it's always an evolving thing. Football, same thing. We changed. Three-point shot in basketball. You to talk to someone in the 70s, well, this is going to be a three-point shot. A what? No, a three-point play. You mean foul and one? No, a three-point shot. And I will say this, you can't rule out the evolution of these games, and, and I think that's what Manfred is, is talking about. Heck, who knows? In the NBA, you could have a five-point shot at some time. <laughs> you never know. All right, uh, that's going to do it for us, Baby Shade and Blind Post Game Show. Uh, a special little uh, surprise for you tomorrow. Uh, I have a band event, and not that's not the surprise, uh, but the uh, surprise is uh, my fill-in, Rami Makloff, my man is going to be in the seat, and he'll be uh, hopefully talking about a Brewers Game 2 victory over the Cleveland Indians, uh, Aaron Savelli against Brandon Woodruff off the uh, paternity leave. And Woody, I keep saying this, but he's due for just an absolute gem of a game. If the guy goes five or six innings and allows two or three runs and that's his bad, I'll take that bad because you know the good's going to be way, way good. I just wonder if his first start as a father for the first time uh, is going to help things out a little bit. But we'll see. After the last pitch tomorrow night, make the switch. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show, as I said. Uh, don't forget, on Sunday, big day of sports here as well. First edition of Fantasy Football Weekly as we'll get you ready. you believe the NFL is this Thursday? This Thursday kicks off the NFL season. Fantasy football Sunday morning at 10. Then the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show at 11. Getting you ready for the final game of this series. Kentucky Derby, 4.30 tomorrow right here on the fan. You got some money on it? Yeah, flip on AM 1250, 105.7 FM, the fan. All right, for Austin, Texas, my name is Tim Allen. Guys, enjoy the rest of your Friday night. Unfortunately, bad news, Bucks fall in game three. Good news, Brewers take game one of the three-game series. So there's a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. And remember, 
As always, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.